0: Section thirty one of Inquire Within Upon Everything. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Spiegel. Inquire Within Upon Everything by Robert Kemp Philp. Section thirty one. One thousand and three. Yeast. One. Boil, say, on Monday morning two ounces of the best hops in four quarts of water for half an hour. Strain it, and let the liquor cool to new milk warmth. Then put in a small handful of salt, and half a pound of sugar. Beat up one pound of the best flour with some of the liquor, and then mix well all together. On Wednesday add three pounds of potatoes, boiled and then mashed, to stand till Thursday. Then strain it and put it into bottles, and it is ready for use. It must be stirred frequently while it is making and be kept near the fire. Before using, shake the bottle up well. It will keep in a cool place for two months, and is best at the latter part of that time. This yeast ferments spontaneously, not requiring the aid of other yeast, and if care be taken to let it ferment well in the earthen bowl in which it is made, you may cork it up tight when bottled. The quantity above given will fill four seltzer water bottles overspend your money before you have it. 1,004. Yeast, two. The following is an excellent recipe for making yeast. For 14 pounds of flour, but a greater quantity does not require so much in proportion, into two quarts of water put a quarter of an ounce of hops, two potatoes sliced, and a tablespoon of malt or sugar. Boil for 20 minutes, strain through a sieve, let the liquor stand till new milk warm, then add the quickening, let it stand in a large jar or jug till sufficiently risen first put into an earthen bottle from a pint to two quarts of the yeast according to the size of the baking for a future quickening let it stand uncorked an hour or two and put into a cool place till wanted for a fresh baking put the remainder of it and two quarts of warm water to half or more of the flour stir well let stand to rise knead up with the rest of the flour put it into or upon tins and let it stand to rise then bake in a moderately quick oven for a first quickening a little german yeast will do 1005 economical yeast boil one pound of good flour a quarter of a pound of brown sugar and a little salt in two gallons of water for one hour when milk warm bottle it and cork to close it will be fit for use in twenty-four hours one pint of this yeast will make eighteen pounds of bread 1006 pure and cheap bread whole meal bread may be made by any one who possesses a small hand mill that will grind about twenty pounds of wheat at a time this bread is far more nutritious than ordinary bread made from flour from which the bran has been entirely separated the meal thus obtained may be used for puddings etc there are mills which grind and dress the wheat at one operation such mills may be obtained at any ironmongers the saving in the cost of bread amounts to nearly one-third, which would soon cover the cost of the mill, and effect a most important saving, besides promoting health, by avoiding the evil effects of adulterated flour. 1007. seven, home-made Bread. To one quartern of flour, three pounds and a half, add a dessert-spoonful of salt and mix them well. Mix about two tablespoons of good fresh yeast with half a pint of water, a little warm, but not hot. Make a hole with your hand in the middle of the flour, but not quite touching the bottom of the pan. Pour the water and yeast into this hole, and stir it with a spoon till you have made a thin batter. Sprinkle this over with flour, cover the pan over with a dry cloth, let it stand in a warm room for an hour, not near the fire, except in cold weather, and then not too close. Then add a pint of water a little warm, and knead the whole well together till the dough comes clean through the hand. Some flour will require a little more water but, in this, experience must be your guide. Let it stand again for a quarter of an hour, and then bake at pleasure. 1,008. INDIAN CORN FLOUR AND wheaten BREAD The peculiarity of this bread consists in its being composed in part of Indian corn flour, which will be seen by the following analysis of the late Professor Johnston, to be much richer in gluten and fatty matter than the flour of wheat, to which circumstance it owes a highly nutritive character water english fine wheat and flour 16 indian corn flour 12 gluten english fine wheat and flour 10 indian corn flour 12 fat english fine wheat and flour 2 indian corn flour 8 starch etc english fine wheat and flour 72 indian corn flour 66 total for each 100 take indian corn flour 7 pounds pour upon it four quarts of boiling water stirring it all the time let it stand till about new milk warm then mix it with fourteen pounds of fine wheaten flour to which a quarter of a pound of salt has been previously added make a depression on the surface of this mixture and pour into it two quarts of yeast which should be thickened to the consistence of cream with some of the flour let it stand all night on the following morning the whole should be well kneaded and allowed to stand for three hours then divide it into loaves which are better baked in tins, in which they should stand for half an hour, than bake. Thirty-two pounds of wholesome, nutritive, and very agreeable bread will be the result. It is of importance that the flour of Indian corn should be procured, as Indian corn meal is that which is commonly met with at the shops, and the coarseness of the husk in the meal might to some persons be prejudicial. Never trouble another for what you can do yourself. 1009. To make bread with German yeast to one quartern of flour add a dessert-spoonful of salt as before dissolve one ounce of dried german yeast in about three tablespoons full of cold water add to this one pint and a half of water a little warm and pour the whole into the flour knead it well immediately and let it stand as before directed for one hour then bake at pleasure it will not hurt if you make up a peck of flour at once and bake three or four loaves in succession provided you do not keep the dough too warm German yeast may be obtained at almost any corn chandlers in the metropolis and suburbs in winter it will keep good for a week in a dry place and in summer it should be kept in cold water and the water changed every day wheat meal requires a little more yeast than fine flour or a longer time to stand in the dough for rising 1010 unfermented bread 3 pounds of wheat meal or 4 pounds of white flour 2 heaped tablespoonsful of baking powder a tablespoonful of salt and about two and a half pints of lukewarm water or just sufficient to bring the flour to a proper consistence for bread-making water about a quart the way of making it is as follows first mix the baking powder the salt and about three-fourths of the flour well together by rubbing in a pan then pour the water over the flour and mixed well by stirring then add most of the remainder of the flour and work up the dough with the hand to the required consistence which is indicated by the smoothness of the dough and it's not sticking to the hands or the sides of the pan when kneaded. The rest of the flour must then be added to stiffen the dough, which may then be placed in tins or formed by hand into any shape that may be preferred and placed on flat tins for baking. The tins should be well floured. Put the loaves at once into a well-heated oven. After they have been in the oven, about a quarter of an hour, open the ventilators to slacken the heat and allow the steam to escape. In an hour the process of baking will be completed. Bread made in this way keeps moist longer than bread made with yeast, and is far more sweet and digestible. This is especially recommended to persons who suffer from indigestion, who will find the brown bread invaluable. 1011 BAKING POWDERS AND EGG POWDERS These useful preparations are now much used in making bread and pastry of all kinds, and have the merit of being both cheap and wholesome. They may be procured of all grocers and oilmen. The basis of all baking powders consists of carbonate of soda and tartic acid or cream of tartar, and egg powders are made of the same materials, with a little harmless coloring matter such as turmeric. By the action of these substances, carbonic acid is generated in the dough, which causes it to rise in the same manner as the so-called aerated bread, made on Dr. Doglish's system, by which carbonic acid is forced into the dough before baking. Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. 1012. How to use baking powder, etc. Baking powder may be used instead of yeast in making all kinds of bread, cakes, tea-cakes, etc., and for biscuits and pastry, either without or in combination with butter, suet, etc. Bread and etc. made with baking powder is never placed before the fire to rise, as when made with yeast, but the dough may be shaped and put into the oven as soon as it is made. The chief points to bear in remembrance are that in making bread two teaspoonfuls of baking powder should be used to every pound of flour, but for pastry, cakes, buns, etc., three teaspoonfuls should be used. The ingredients should always be thoroughly incorporated by mixing, the tins on which or in which the dough is placed to bake should be well floured and not greased, and the oven should always be very hot, so that the baking may be effected as rapidly as possible. 1013. Bread cheap and excellent. Simmer slowly over a gentle fire a pound of rice in three quarts of water till the rice has become perfectly soft and the water is either evaporated or imbibed by the rice. Let it become cool, but not cold, and mix it completely with four pounds of flour. Add to it some salt and about four tablespoonfuls of yeast. Knead it very thoroughly, for on this depends whether or not your good material produce a superior article. Next let it rise well by the fire make it up into loaves with a little of the flour which for that purpose you must reserve from your four pounds and bake it rather long this is an exceedingly good and cheap bread 1014 economical and nourishing bread suffer the miller to remove from the flour only the coarse flake bran of this bran boil five or six pounds in four and a half gallons of water when the goodness is extracted from the bran, during which time the liquor will waste half or three-quarters of a gallon, strain it and let it cool. When it has cooled down to the temperature of new milk, mix it with fifty-six pounds of flour and as much salt and yeast as would be used for other bread. Knead it exceedingly well. Let it rise before the fire, and bake it in small loaves. Small loaves are preferable to large ones, because they take the heat more equally there are two advantages in making bread with bran water instead of plain water, the one being that there is considerable nourishment in bran, which is thus extracted and added to the bread, the other, that flour imbibes much more of bran water than it does of plain water, so much more as to give in bread produced almost a fifth in weight more than the quantity of flour made up with plain water would have done. These are important considerations to the poor. Fifty-six pounds of flour made with plain water, will produce sixty nine and a half pounds of bread. Made with bran water it will produce eighty three and a half pounds. 1015. Use bran water. A great increase on homemade bread, even equal to one fifth, may be produced by using bran water for kneading the dough. The proportion is three pounds of bran for every twenty eight pounds of flour, to be boiled for an hour and then strained through a hair sieve. 1016. Rye and wheat flour. Rye and wheat flour in equal quantities make an excellent and economical bread. 1017. Potatoes in Bread Place in a large dish fifteen pounds of flour near the fire to warm. Take five pounds of good potatoes, those of a mealy kind being preferable. Peel and boil them as if for the table. Mash them fine, and then mix them with as much cold water as will allow all except small lumps to pass through a coarse sieve into the flour, which will now be ready to receive them add yeast, etc., and mix for bread in the usual way. This plan has been followed for some years. Finding that bread made according to it is much superior to that made of flour only, and on this ground alone we recommend its adoption. But in addition to this, taking the high price of flour and moderately low price of potatoes, here is a saving of over twenty percent, which is surely an object worth attending to by those of limited means. All things have a beginning, God accepted. 1018. Use of lime water in making bread. It has been lately found that water saturated with lime produces in bread the same whiteness, softness, and capacity of retaining moisture as results from the use of alum, while the former removes all acidity from the dough and supplies an ingredient needed in the structure of the bones, but which is deficient in the cerealia. The best proportion to use is 5 pounds of water saturated with lime to every 19 pounds of flour, no change is required in the process of baking. The lime most effectually coagulates the gluten, and the bread weighs well. Bakers must therefore approve of its introduction, which is not injurious to the system, like alum, etc. 1019. Rice Bread. Take one pound and a half of rice and boil it gently over a slow fire in three quarts of water about five hours, stirring it, and afterwards beating it up into a smooth paste. Mix this while warm into two gallons or four pounds of flour, adding at the same time the usual quantity of yeast. Allow the dough to work a certain time near the fire, after which divide it into loaves, and it will be found, when baked, to produce twenty-eight or thirty pounds of excellent white bread. 1,020. Apple Bread. A very light, pleasant bread is made in France by a mixture of apples and flour in the proportion of one of the former to two of the latter. The usual quantity of yeast is employed, as in making common bread, and is beaten with flour and warm pulp of the apples after they have boiled, and the dough is then considered as set. It is then put into a proper vessel, allowed to rise for eight or twelve hours, and then baked in long loaves. Very little water is requisite, none generally, if the apples are very fresh. 1021. Pulled Bread. Take from the oven an ordinary loaf when it is about half-baked. And with the fingers, while the bread is yet hot, dexterously pull the half-set dough into pieces of irregular shape about the size of an egg. Don't attempt to smooth or flatten them. The rougher their shapes, the better. Set upon tins, place in a very slow oven, and bake to a rich brown. This forms a deliciously crisp crust for cheese. If you do not bake at home, your baker will prepare it for you if ordered. Pulled bread may be made in the revolving ovens. It is very nice with wine instead of biscuits 1022 french bread and rolls take a pint and a half of milk make it quite warm half a pint of small beer yeast add sufficient flour to make it as thick as batter put it into a pan cover it over and keep it warm when it has risen as high as it will add a quarter of a pint of warm water and half an ounce of salt mix them well together rub into a little flour two ounces of butter then make your dough not quite so stiff as for your bread. Let it stand for three quarters of an hour and it will be ready to make into rolls, etc. Let them stand till they have risen and bake them in a quick oven. 1023. Rolls. Mix the salt with the flour. Make a deep hole in the middle. Stir the warm water into the yeast and pour it into the hole in the flour. Stir it with a spoon just enough to make a thin batter and sprinkle some flour over the top cover the pan and set it in a very warm place for several hours. When it is light, add half a pint more of lukewarm water and make it, with a little more flour, into a dough. Knead it very well for ten minutes, then divide it into small pieces and knead each separately. Make them into round cakes or rolls. Cover them and set them to rise about an hour and a half. Bake them and, when done, let them remain in the oven without the lid for about ten minutes. God is the first of all. 1024 sally lund tea cakes take one pint of milk quite warm a quarter of a pint of thick small beer yeast put them into a pan with flour sufficient to make it as thick as batter cover it over and let it stand till it has risen as high as it will i e about two hours add two ounces of lump sugar dissolved in a quarter of a pint of warm milk a quarter of a pound of butter rubbed into the flour very fine then make the dough the same as for French rolls, etc. Let it stand half an hour. Then make up the cakes and put them on tins. When they have stood to rise, bake them in a quick oven. Care should be taken never to mix the yeast with water or milk too hot or too cold, as either extreme will destroy the fermentation. In summer it should be lukewarm, in winter a little warmer, and in very cold weather warmer still. When it has first risen, if you are not prepared, it will not harm if it stand an hour end of Section 31.